you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR-positive HER2-negative NBC as the first hormonal-based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Watch up and welcome back to another episode of No Silence Podcast with your host. Now nah, fuck that with your low glasses Malone. Great. Of an extent amount or intensity considerably above the normal or average. One more time, nigga. Great. Of an extent of an extent amount or intensity considerably above the normal or average. Great. The etymology means big and massive. I saw an interview on drink, excuse me, on drink chance with Tony Ayo. And 
one of the questions was asked to someone about their favorite rapper and the host answered back Ice Cube. And Yayo says to him, shout out to Tony Yayo. What up, big dog? Tony Yayo says, Cube not fucking with Big. And I heard that and I thought to myself, cause like, I'm not mad at no New York nigga not really thinking Cube with a whole career is not better than Big with two records. Cause Cube had, excuse me, cause Big had two phenomenal motherfucking records. Ready to die, life or after death were phenomenal joints. But after that, he says something to the equivalent of, Cube ain't a better storyteller than Big. That's where I got a motherfucking problem. That's where I got a motherfucking problem, dog. Like, what are we really fucking talking about? Cube is not a better storyteller than Big. So I asked a couple of my partners that's on the island. Shout out to all my partners in New York. You know what I mean? I call them niggas the Islanders because it's like they, they kind of have this restrictive view of hip hop as the creators, which I respect. I, I'm not tripping. That's how we feel about gangbanging, you feel me? So I could relate. But then I do expect at times for them niggas to really see shit for what it is. And I realized in their mind that they had the same feeling about Big. And that's not to say much. Notorious B.I.G. is a fucking terrific storyteller. Like fantastic storyteller. Like this nigga is incredible. But Ice Cube Cuz is on another level. And I'm talking to Charlemagne, and Charlemagne is telling me Big's catalog is all stories. And I'm like, you obviously haven't heard Ice Cube's catalog because you just wouldn't have said that. You know what I'm saying? So I took it upon myself to compile a list, do some homework over a couple of days, compile a list, and start figuring out, damn, what are the 10 greatest stories in hip-hop? That would be a real way to get into this, like to really take it well, because as a certain place in brand, you know what I mean? When you like an artist dog, that's a preference. And you could say best, best is a preference. Better is a preference. Great is measurable. Great is measurable because it's not like better or best. Great means there's analytics to back this shit up. So I took the time and I start going through joints and I was like, okay, let me look through these joints. So as I remember going back through records, jamming, I was jamming for hours, jamming for hours. And I came up with a few things. Before I get into the 10 greatest stories in hip hop history, I'm gonna talk about some that, that deserve just a quick conversation. Art of Storytelling by Outkast. That's a fantastic story. I used to love her by Common. Even though it's, it's a way of him shitting on gangster rap and West Coast hip hop, it's a fantastic story. Shout out to Common. Six in the Morning by Ice Cube, while I might not have it as the greatest, it's probably the most impactful. It shaped gangster rap the way we know it today as far as West Coast hip hop goes with storytelling. One of the songs in here is actually a direct descendant of Ice T Six in the Morning. Shout out to the OG. Love's Gonna Get You by BDP. That deserves an honorable mention because that's a fantastic story. Kick Push by Lupe Fiasco. Barely missed it. 
That's a fantastic story. Lou is my man, and this is what he does. He's a fantastic storyteller as well. Paul Revere by the Beastie Boys. I don't think it gets credit as the story it is, but it's a dope-ass story. Gin and Juice and Murder Was the Case is tied. Now, this is the thing. While Murder Was the Case is a story that's really popular and spawned the whole album, I understand because they didn't necessarily decide to push it across the world. It was something that took a life of its own, right? And Gin and Juice, it should be top five, except most people don't know Gin and Juice is actually a story. Yes, Gin and Juice is a story. You hear the hook and you jam and you saying the words, but you don't know you're you're listening to a story of a day with Snoop Dogg going into the night. Right. Shout out to uh, tonight, because I genuinely believe DJ Quick tonight's inspired gin and juice. Now, let's get to the shit. At number 10 on the top 10 hip hop's greatest story. Boys in the Hood by N.W.A. Written by Ice Cube, delivered by Eazy-E. I don't got to tell you how great of a story the song Boys in the Hood is. You know the fucking song. You know the fucking story. Right? What it did, how it impacted hip-hop, it launched the career of N.W.A. That's N.W.A.'s first hit. That's the reason why people started giving N.W.A. a chance. It's one of the only two records that ever charted for N.W.A. as far as the big charts even go. That and straight out of Compton. It launched Easy e into stardom. Easy e was somebody who didn't rap before that. He took on that song and it changed him into a star. And N.W.A. had a star to you know wrap their group around before Cube came into his own. When Cube was just a writer and a dope MC, you know what I mean? Easy e was their star because of Ice Cube's pen and Boys in the Hood. Obviously, everybody started to figure out how dope of a writer Ice Cube was because of Boys in the Hood. The word got around that Ice Cube was a fantastic motherfucking writer. It launched Dr. Dre into a gangster rap producer. Once that happened, Dr. Dre didn't look back until Dr. Dre presents Aftermath. Dr. Dre was committed to that hardcore style because of the success of Boys in the Hood. It's arguably the biggest N.W.A. song. Fuck the police may be the most impactful, but I don't think everybody knows the lyrics to fuck the police. I think they know the movement that is fuck the police. They may have heard the hook and the beat, but they don't know the words. Straight out of Compton obviously is a really special joint. But man, I cannot tell you how many motherfucking kids under the age of 20 know Boys in the Hood. Mind you, Boys in the Hood is a direct descendant of six in the morning. So that's Ice-T's influence on Ice Cube. The ironic part about the whole conversation is the song wasn't written for N.W.A. or Eazy-E. It was written for, for a New York crew called HBO, Homeboys Only. They did not like the song. They turned down a song that ended up being generational defining. Them niggas is not popping because of that shit. You cannot turn down the winners. I'm sure they didn't know, but I bet you they know now. 
Number nine, Slick Rick's children's story. Slick Rick's children's story. Y'all all know this motherfucking song. Everybody remembered this song when they was a fucking kid. It's self-produced. Slick Rick himself produced it. That's something we don't gloat enough about when, you know, hip hop artists produce their own shit and the records that are successful. It spawned one of the greatest R&B hits to come out of L.A., a number one song. This is how we do it by Montel Jordan, because it was such a dope break and such a dope melody that Slick Rick made. It turned Montel Jordan's song into an even bigger song. It's the motherfucking story that keeps on giving. Something else I don't think people realize about the children's story is if you listen to the lyrics, the little boy was surrounded and that ended his glory. And that's the way Rick had to end that story. He was only 17 in a madman's dream. The shot, the cops shot the kids, still hear him scream. They shot the nigga after he dropped the gun. So in theory, it's one of the first motherfucking records that we can identify as somebody saying, hey, the police ain't right. This comes out before N.W.A. There's another song on my list that actually brings up police brutality and excessive force, too. But, you know, it don't get enough credit, but we'll talk about it when we get to there. What the fuck kind of story is that to tell your nephews and nieces? Remember about this Slick Rick story, because this is something a story he's telling his nephews and nieces before bedtime. And they sound like they was four. Rick, we got to talk about that. That's a fucking crazy story to tell somebody four or five. And the kids tripped off the shit, too. They thought this motherfucker was crazy. They was calling him weird. Yeah, Rick, Uncle Rick is weird. Rick, you can't be telling the motherfucking kids them kind of stories at that age, man. Like, I get it. We as black people in America, you know, we're going to have to deal with some shit. But that's a crazy bedtime story, nigga. Most people is telling people about, you know, singing people merry-go-rounds and, and lullabies and shit. And you telling motherfucking story about kids and motherfuckers getting killed and shit by the police, getting shot. We got to talk about that, big dog. Number eight is one of the most underrated stories and disrespected stories in the history of hip hop. Number eight is Through the Wire by Kanye West. Through the Wire by Kanye West. Self motherfucking produced. I don't got to tell you about the production of Kanye West because we had already heard it before that. But we were introduced to Kanye West, the motherfucking rapper. This motherfucker rapping the story of his personal tragedy as it happened. A wreck at 3 a.m. in L.A. while working on music, falling asleep on a wheel, getting into a car accident that fucks him up. I think he had to be, you know, let like they had to get him out the car through the jaws of life at three in the morning. The motherfucker ended up at Cedar Sinai. Word was when Cuz was in the hospital, he started writing lyrics to this song. Like, like when he came out of his coma and I think either his face had the surgery, like the inside scope was Cuz was starting to figure out this song. Like he already knew he was going to flip through the fire by Shaka Khan to make this song. So they said when they came to the studio, when they came to the hospital, Cuz had like some ideas already for lyrics. He recorded the song only two weeks after. That's why if you listen to Through the Wire, Cuz barely can open his mouth. As I said before, he sampled Shaka Khan's Through the Fire. 
Shaka Khan wouldn't even clear the motherfucking song until she saw that video. That video was one of the most brilliant and creative things I've ever saw in hip hop. If we keeping it real, that's that video was crazy. Make sure you check that shit out. That shit was unfucking believable. And Shaka Khan wouldn't clear it until she saw the video. She ended up regretting it and shit, talking shit about how he did the vocals, but he did Shaka Khan a favor because that shit is paying. And whoever wrote that song for Shaka Khan, they getting paid because I know for sure them niggas ain't make no money. I'm willing to bet that was no publishing to get on that song. I've never heard a story in hip hop that turns such tragedy into triumph. It's funny because that's one of the lyrics to the song, but I never heard that. Like a lot of hip hop stories that sad end on a sad note. This is one of the few that took a real underdog story, a sad story, and he won at the end and in real life. The whole time, Ye was trying to convince Rockefeller that he was going to be a successful rapper. This was the song that proved it. I don't even think Rockefeller believed in it right when it was recorded, but they put it out and everything worked out. So shout out to Ye for that. But yeah, at number eight, Through the Wire, Kanye West. Respect that as a story it is. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrantz, Palpocyclib. Ibrantz 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrantz and visit Ibrantz.com. Ibrantz may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrantz may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrantz, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Number seven, my favorite artist in the history of artists, Scarface. I seen a man die. Scarface, I seen a man die. I don't know if you know the song. I never seen a man cry till I seen a man die. That's actually the title of the song because I seen a man die. It's one of Scarface's only two top 40 records. This is the song that launched Scarface into solo stardom. N.O. Joe on the beat, Mike Dean. Mike Dean changes his trajectory. Mike Dean changes his trajectory. You know a lot about Mike Dean now because he works with Kanye. And Scarface is another person that produced on a song that really doesn't get enough credit as a producer. So shout out to Face for that production, right? If you heard Shed So Many Tears, I don't have to explain to you how touching the song is. Just go listen to it, dog. It's sad. Like, that's a sad story where the dude dies in the end and regrets his circumstances. That's mostly how sad stories end in hip hop. It inspires Shed So Many Tears by Tupac. If you go look at the Outlaws, the Outlaws have interviews where they say Pac was listening to Shed So Many Tears. And after that, he went to the studio to write, excuse me, he was listening to I Seen a Man Die, and he went to the studio to write Shed So Many Tears, which ended up being one of Pac's greatest songs in Los Angeles that launched him. Like all of my older homies, all the gang members, before that, they might have played Pac a little bit when I get around, you know what I mean? Maybe a little bit of Dear Mama, maybe, but Dear Mama's after, you know, not so much keep your head up. Like niggas respected it. As a kid, I watched it because that shit was fire, but Shed so many tears is when my big homies and a lot of G niggas I know started really playing Tupac religiously. And it's probably the saddest story in hip hop. How a nigga get out of prison doing seven years and get into some shit, end up back in prison and commit suicide. And it's crazy because I think. I mean, Scarface is like one of them. I think it's like Edgar Allan Poe cuz of hip hop. Like that nigga shit is so heartfelt. And as I was talking to Charlemagne about Scarface, he said, man, it's people. Other people have never touched you like Scarface. And that's what makes Scarface brilliant. Like his richness, his texture as a storyteller. He's for sure my favorite guy of all the guys in the world. Right. But again, it's like. He has the work to back it up. I seen a man die as one of the most popular stories in hip hop history. At number six is the message. Yeah, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. It's the birth of conscious rap. This is the first conscious rap song. It's another sad story where somebody ends up dying at the end. And them niggas end up going to jail. And the crazy part is the owner of the label, Sylvia Robinson, is the only person who believed in the song. Mind you, nobody else from Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five is on the song, but Melly Mel and the producer, Duke Booty. That's the only people on the song. Melly Mel didn't even like the song because at that point, hip hop was all about partying. 
Like I always tell y'all, the hop is a party. The hop was a way they used to, the hop is like my father and them used to call a dance. Are we going to a hop? Hip is a, is a, is a cool thing. So hip hop is where it came from. So hip hop was about, you know, partying and being boastful about making yourself. Why are you so fresh? Why are you so cool? Until the message came out. The message birthed dealing with the struggle completely different. You know what I'm saying? Not to mention, most people don't know, but it was written as a theme to the 1980 New York City transit strike. Like this was hip hop breaking barriers then. The message is a fantastic, it's probably the second greatest story to ever come out of hip hop. So even though people didn't believe that this was going to be the wave of hip hop, Melly Mel and Duke Booty took a chance and ended up birthing a genre. That's why when Melly Mel has what he has to say about Eminem or any other rapper, I just listen. Even if I don't agree, I'll just disagree. You know, Mel, I don't know, but I put respect on the shit Melly Mel talking about because he birthed the genre of conscious rap. There is no Nas without Melly Mel. There is no motherfucking Tupac without Melly Mel. There is no conscious rap without fucking Melly Mel. Ice Cube may check yourself from the message, which is another fantastic story that we don't really give credence to. Can't nobody hold me down by Puff and motherfucking Mace is a flip of the message. That was a smash hit record. Coyle Ray just flipped it last year and made players. And that motherfucker was a number one smash, a huge record. It's just levels. Not to mention, this is most likely one of the most important, if not the most important reason that the Grandmaster Flash and Furious Five were the first hip hop act inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2007. And it's most likely because of the song, The Message. So it's weird that they didn't want to fuck with the song, but this song is probably the primary reason. No disrespect to the rest of their work. The rest of their work get off too, but this particular song is a game-changing song, and it birth. I don't like you. Don't get Kendrick Lamar without the fucking message. So shout out to Mel. Shout out to Duke. At number five, we right back with my boy Scarface. Mind playing tricks on me by the Ghetto Boys. The reason I give Scarface so much credit is Scarface wrote three of the four verses. It was a Scarface solo song. Jay Prince thought it was a good idea and he thought it could break the ghetto boys. Jay Prince was right. Shout out to Jay Prince. That motherfucker don't be missing. It's the first song in hip hop to address mental health. Right now, all these motherfuckers is crazy on mental health. You hear all these motherfuckers talking about anxiety and all this shit. And this is the first song. See, it comes across as guilty conscious for being this way. But really, it's a take on anxiety back in 1991. Most people don't know Scarface wrote this song because he'd been through a lot of traumatic shit. There was a time Scarface tried to kill himself and got put into a, 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 a like an asylum. At least that's what I heard. Like Scarface is a deep person. And when you border that type of deepness, I'm sure it's dangerous. And it probably could be dangerous to your health and to your livelihood. So Scarface is brilliant at a cost. Like he, he don't go to these places for free. This shit cost him some time before I would imagine because there's no way you could be that fucking deep cuz and not been to those places where you you thought about, you know, ending life. 
Mind playing tricks on me is just a simple old expression from Southerners. You know what I mean? When something is going on and they're like, ah, I'm tripping. Most people don't know it was self-produced. Scarface produced mind playing tricks on me. It's another thing. Again, Scarface is such an underrated talent in music. And that's saying a lot because Scarface gets a lot of props, but he deserves a lot more props. Shout out to N.O. Joe. Shout out to Mike Dean. But they will tell you that Scarface was just as vested in the production. That's why right now, when that motherfucker jump on stage to do a show, that motherfucker jump up there with a guitar and be playing that motherfucker. This song established the South in the gangster rap realm. This single song to the rest of the country, I'm sure the South had more songs before this, but this was the first time to the rest of the country, the South planted their flag like, oh, we here. This is the real the South got something to say moment. Shout out to Outkast, shout out to Dre. But Ghetto Boys, Mind Playing Tricks was the first time that the South put they, they motherfucking flag in the sand in the West, the Midwest, and the East collectively and said the South got something to say and everybody decided to fucking listen. Kid Cudi personally says it inspired day and night. So just like Scarface's I Seen a Man Die inspired Tupac's Shed So Many Tears, Mind Playing Tricks on Me inspired Kid Cudi's Day and Night. And I really don't fuck with Cudi's music, but that's that might make me have to listen to it a lot more times because I've heard it enough times. But I, And I do see the correlations. But if that's true, man, shout out to Cudi because that's ill as fuck. You flip the shit out that because that's player. I fuck with that. At number four, and a lot of motherfuckers is going to hate this, is Stan by Eminem. I mean, everybody fucking knows Stan. The term Stan is so popular. The term may have escaped the popularity of the song because a Stan is how you talk to somebody who just stalking you. That's an addition to the culture. Niggas is calling each other stands. That nigga's a stand because you are a stalker or you are a groupie to something somebody else is doing. The motherfucker had a clean version to the lyrics and it still got over censored. Certain words got over censored because that's how scared and fearful they were of what Eminem's influence could be with his lyrics. It's most likely Eminem's greatest song. Eminem got number one songs. I'm sure Stan didn't chart number one, but there's probably no greater hip hop contribution than Stan. Shout out to all the rest of the dope records, but Stan is that shit, and it's self-fucking-produced. Nobody talks about his self-produced. He did that with 45 King. Shout out to 45 King, because he's another motherfucking one. Do your homework on 45 King. 45 King is crazy. Eminem mixed the song himself. That motherfucker mixed the song himself. With Dre back there, he still mixed the song himself. That's pretty dope. Dr. Dre and Philip Atwell directed the video. And when I tell you they got that video right, man, I can't stress it enough. Dr. Dre is another guy to me who directs music videos that don't get enough credit. Dr. Dre actually also directed nothing but a G thing. Two iconic videos, standing nothing but a G thing. But again, Eminem at number four, you feel me, would stand as one of the top 10 greatest stories in hip hop history. Number three, we right back to the East Coast. And this is the greatest story ever told 
from a New York MC, Just a Friend by Bismarck, rest in peace. That's right, Just a Friend by Bismarck, rest in peace. That was one of the earliest times we learned about skeezers at a high level through hip hop. Just a Friend by Bismarck. For some reason, New York don't respect what Bismarck do as an MC, even though his style burst, old dirty bastard. His style is influential with busting rhymes. But, you know, again, the biasness of what you think a punchline is versus the ability to deliver a message and get it across. Biz Mark at number three with just a friend is the third greatest story ever in hip hop history. It's self-produced with karma. Shout out to karma. Karma don't get no credit. Biz Mark DJ helped on it as well. I think the video was produced by Benny Medina, who later on goes to do Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I'm sure y'all heard of that show before once or twice. This is one of the earliest times someone in hip hop sang their own hook. And when everybody I heard, everybody was in the studio. They was like, man, you're going to let Biz sing the hook on this motherfucker. He's like, man, this shit feel good. Like Biz is not credited with his creativity. Like I heard somebody call him a one hit wonder and I get it because if they're talking about billboard charts, maybe that's a conversation. But within the culture, Biz got a few joints, Vapors being another one. But again, we live in the real world. So we live in a weird world. The fucked up is part about the idea is Biz never made a dime off the record. Now, I'm not sure if it's the sample. I'm not sure if the label's holding the asset, but Biz and the producers never made a single cent off the record sales, royalties, or publishing. They had to go tour for that money. R.I.P. the Biz, man. Nobody beats the Biz, dog. Like, y'all niggas is tripping. Respect the Big, respect the Nas, respect the Killer, Ghostface Killer, respect the Ray. But let's be for real, man. It's the fucking Biz, dog just a friend nigga like stop front like this shit ain't the one like you i don't give a fuck how many metaphors and similes you put in your fucking raps when the message gets across that's what this shit is about if you're looking for the most epic place on earth let's start at the base of a massive waterfall then trek through the thick jungle then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop then once you get there keep going because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder the search is the real adventure available feature intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions always monitor traffic and weather conditions Live Nation presents Concert Week now through May 14th get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows that's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage Alanis Morissette Cage the Elephant Celeste Barber Dirk Spentley Fade Hootie and the Blowfish Janet Jackson Kids Bob Kids Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma Sarah McLaughlin. get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25 until now through May 14th Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. 
Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrands, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. At number two, Today Was a Good Day by Ice Cube. This is why I laugh when people tell me Big is a better storyteller than Ice Cube. You can prefer Big stories. You can say they're better. I'm not even mad at that. If you like them better, fine. But when we're talking about sheer greatness, Today Was a Good Day is possibly the greatest story in hip hop ever. Like, People of all ages know today was a good day. People know what happened to him when you got him on the court. Get When you got him on the court, it was trouble. You know what he did. Right now, motherfuckers is still debating, was he playing a game of 21? It's, I seen this shit the other day on Twitter. Motherfuckers like, well, he's got a triple-double playing 21. He didn't say that in the song. Did he? I don't Shit. Hold on. Did, did Ice Cube say I think he... Get me on the court and I'm trouble. Last week, fuck around and got a triple-double. It was a good day. And everything is, hold up, there it go. And everything is all right. I got a beat from Kim and she can fuck all night. Called up the homies and I'm asking y'all, which point, which part are y'all playing basketball? Get me on the court and I'm trouble. Last week, fuck around and got a triple double. Freaking niggas every way like MJ. And he's talking about Magic Johnson, nigga. Not Michael Jordan. The original MJ, nigga. Produced by DJ Pooh. So again, when I tell you Ice Cube is possibly and arguably the greatest storyteller in hip hop, they did go right Friday, which is another Ice Cube story. Then he wrote number 10 on the list, right? Which is Boys in the Hood. I'm not even talking about the fact we had to mention he wrote Check Yourself, which is another story. This is how popular Ice Cube stories are. This story was unique for Ice Cube because this is when he's finally winning. Like a lot of Ice Cube's music was angry and problematic because he was going through it, seeing stuff in his community he didn't like, falling out with friends, getting at the points. But this was when he finally was winning. 
which is the same story behind Friday. The hood wasn't always bad. He wanted to show people that niggas still get it on and have a good time. There are bloggers who to this day research to try to figure out the day that today was a good day. They're trying to figure out the good day that this shit happened on. And they have done work. They have came up with two dates, January 20th, 1992 or November 30th, 1988. This is how fucking awesome the story of today was a good day. Prime example, like Big has a fantastic story with I got a story to tell, right? And people spent a lot of time trying to figure out which one of the Knicks players, wives that he sleep with or girls that he slept with and end up finding out it's Anthony Mason. Rest in peace to Anthony Mason. This is not, this is what's been happening with Cube the whole time. Right now, they're still telling stories saying, how did he get a, a triple-double in a game of 21? Right now, this is a question. So it's not just one question, it's multiple questions about this song. Fast forward to 2014, they struck a deal with Goodyear Blimp for a motherfucking uh, 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 a charity called A Place Called Home that looks out for urban kids coming up in the streets, trying to get them a place together to, to, to chill and hang and get their shit on. And they did a deal with the Goodyear Blimp and it read Ice Cube's a pimp. Like, that type of iconic shit don't happen from hip-hop stories. That's how iconic today was a good day. I don't give a fuck if you think the game is about punchlines, assemblies, and all that. The game is about motherfuckers getting the message. You could be as witty as you want if motherfuckers don't get the message. And when it comes down to getting the message, today was a good day. It's probably the message that everybody understood. And it's still number two. That's the fucked up part. Even with all this discussion, it's still number two. The greatest story in the history of hip hop is Regulate. Regulate by Warren G and Nate Dogg. Regulate by Warren G and Nate Dogg. Everybody knows the story of Regulate. Everybody. We could talk about, oh, well, I feel like Warren G, you know, the way he am. Shut the fuck up. They introduced Nate Dogg as a singing component. That changed the face of hip hop from that point on with how we did records with the singing back and forth with the vocals. It's levels. It's self-produced by Warren G. Self-produced by Warren G. It launched the career of Warren G and Nate Dogg. When, when Death Row, when Warren G couldn't get on with Death Row, he made a fucking song that was so big that it created his own lane. It turned Nate Dogg from some nigga singing on hooks on Dr. Dre and Snoop album into Nate Dogg that we know. That's the reason we know Nate Dogg is because of Regulate at the highest level. Not Glasses. Glasses knows motherfucking Nate Dogg from all the Death Row shit and all the motherfucking Doggy Style shit. But the rest of you motherfuckers know Nate Dogg because of Regulate. And I don't got to tell you his contribution. Well, this is the single song that launched his career. That single song saved Def Jam. Def Jam up to that point had never had a song that charted as high as Regulate. Now, I don't want to talk about commercial. Fuck all that. But listen to the point of this. 
All of those records from Def Jam that go back from 80 to 1994 had never been as high on the chart as Regulate. So some niggas from the West came in and saved the pride and joy of East Coast hip hop, Def Jam, one fucking song. One fucking song. Death Row don't get enough credit because it did come out on Above the Rim soundtrack as well. And it did well. It did fucking well. Right. But this song had to be so hot that, mind you, it pushed Afro Puffs to number two, which is another classic hip hop song. But it had to come second to regulate. Not to mention because it's the first single on the Above the Rim soundtrack. SWV is on that soundtrack swv was an established success their song is not the first single h-town is an established success their song is not the first single dog pound is out right they're, they're still figuring it out right but this is the year before their the next album come out but warren g is in front of them with this song second to none had a hit already but their song wasn't the first single Pac with thug life had a single on here that song wasn't motherfucking the first single. I'll be sure who was an established success is on this motherfucking project. But that song wasn't the first single. You know what the first motherfucking single was from the motherfucking from the motherfucking above the rim soundtrack? You know what it is? You two seconds to think about it. The first single is regulated. So I don't give a fuck. When you having these conversations and you start talking about your preference, man, it's hard to have these conversations if everybody gonna talk about they prefer their preference. Dub C, the shadiest one, is possibly the greatest storytelling album of all time. It's my favorite. It's one of the best ones. But I'm not gonna argue with it against certain things that have performed at the highest level. I can tell you what I prefer. Tonight by DJ Quick is one of my favorite stories. Just like Compton by DJ Quick is one of my favorite stories, but I'm not going to compare it to Biz Marquis, Just a Friend. I'm not going to do that. Not when we're talking about something we can have a conversation about. I don't got to like something because you don't have to like something to understand its greatness. This is silly. Everybody in their motherfucking mother knows today was a good day. Is it not lyrical enough for you? Like, what kind of dumbass shit are you talking about? Like, this shit be stupid. There's greatness and then there's not greatness. It's as simple as that. Greatness is when it's quantifiable. We could talk about preference all day. Oh, I prefer this. I prefer this. That don't mean something is greater. In and out. It, listen, five guys makes a better burger than McDonald's. But five guys ain't greater than McDonald's. It's just not true. Y'all got to start having these conversations from places that exist just out of yourself. Hip hop is a representation of us. I was talking to one of my little partners, my little partner, Rail, feel me from out of D.C. And he was like, well, you know, there's no way nobody going to give props to Cube over motherfucking Biggie. And I'm like, you don't have to take props away from Biggie to give him the cue. You can honestly just tell the truth. That don't change the fact that motherfucking Big was the guy. I'm not going to honor the conversation of who's a better artist. That's just ridiculous. Big didn't even have enough albums, you know what I mean, for us to see his full potential. 
We can just enjoy what he's done. It's like arguing if Bo Jackson is the greatest running back. He don't have the career enough to motherfucking quantibly, you know, we can't quantify. He don't have enough motherfucking seasons. You can't compare this motherfucker to Emmitt Smith. Emmitt Smith carried a fucking franchise. Some of these conversations, and it ain't just about sales. It ain't just about chart positioning. But those things matter because that's how people find a song. That's how people find a song. If you have a fantastic story that only three people have heard versus somebody who has a fantastic story that 30 million people have heard, it don't matter how much you prefer the story of that three people heard. Greatness is being, there's somebody at the park probably better than Michael Jordan. There's somebody probably at the park better than LeBron James. That don't change. LeBron James is the greatest small forward in the history of basketball. I don't get how you don't get these conversations when we talking about great things. Like it don't have to be skewed. It don't have to be biased. And it's weird when I hear people say that my generation or people my age can be biased. Everybody above 35 grew up. If you in L.A., you grew up off of East Coast hip hop. When you first heard hip hop, most likely it came from somebody from the East Coast. Most likely it probably was LL fucking Cool J. If you was born in 82, most of the hip hop you first heard was going to be LL fucking Cool J. Maybe run DMC. You heard Jay-Z as much as you heard everybody else. You heard Big as much as you heard everybody else. Because in Los Angeles, they play everything. During the East Coast, West Coast supposed war, they played Biggie. Biggie still had the number one record at all the radio stations in L.A. Because it was never a real war. This is not the island, bro. This ain't New York. This ain't over there. They play all the shit here. We well vested in the fucking culture. We hear everything. We got Outkast early, first album. We got Big, first album. We got LL, all the albums. One of the earliest radio stations LL Cool J got played on was K-Day. So we grow up with an understanding of hip hop that most people stuck on the island, as I say, have island fever, they don't have. You guys only know what's going on on the island. You don't know what's happening off the island. You just don't know. You just don't know. And I'm not mad at you. But you motherfuckers can't talk hip hop with the motherfuckers that grew up off the island because we heard it all. We heard the shit that was little in New York. Y'all don't know shit about the shadiest one. Shit. So it's, it's weird when you start comparing motherfuckers with the greatest stories in the history of the genre to motherfuckers you just like. Respect the big, but it's just levels. Respect the Nas, cuz, but it's levels. Respect the Ghostface, cuz, but it's levels when you're talking about a motherfucker that got some of the most popular stories in the history of the fucking world. It's one thing, motherfucking, to like, you know, it's one thing to like a rapper. It's another thing to know Dr. Seuss. It's another thing. Ice Cube is the motherfucking Shakespeare of this shit. This is how much motherfuckers know his stories. I got to get y'all shit together, man. Good looking out for tuning in to the No Sellers Podcast. Please do us a favor and subscribe, rate, comment, and share. This episode was recorded right here on the West Coast of the USA and produced by my homeboy, A-King, for the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Yeah. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrant's 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrant's and visit Ibrant's.com. Ibrant's may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrant's may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.